0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today I have with me an absolutely incredible thought leader from the US, Gabor George Burt with me. Gabor, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you Ashutosh, wonderful to be with you.
0: Thank you. Gabor is a global authority on creative transformation and future shaping strategy. He was one of the core members of the original expert of Blue Ocean Strategy. He's a founder of the Slingshot Framework. As I mentioned earlier, he's a thought leader and he's been recognized among the top 13 future shaping innovation visionaries. And he's an author of Slingshot. Reimagine your business. Reimagine your life. Wow. What an amazing career and life you've had so far. So Gabor, tell me, what would you say are three key milestones in your career or your life?
1: Yes, that's a great question. I, I love that uh, you get uh, uh, personal. I love the fact that you consider yourself a storyteller and to enable others to tell their stories. What a, what a great mission! So, uh, when I when I reflect back on my life, I think there's three uh, uh, turning points or, or or really significant things that happened that shaped who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. One is that I was born in Budapest, Hungary. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, that was still a communist country, Correct. and that was the world that I knew. But mm-hmm. at age 12, uh, I was plucked away from that and brought over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother remarried and decided to to move us to the U.S. Uh, didn't speak a word of English, uh, and uh, and it was a, and and we uh, situated in a small university town versus the capital uh, of Budapest in in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a fundamental change in everything. And that had all kinds of good and bad connotations. So that made me very much of a uh, an outsider and always curious about why things work a certain way in one place and not in another. Mm-hmm. I was very acute to, I think, uh, just uh, the social dynamics, what motivates people uh, and, and things like that. The, uh, the second uh, significant event was, in fact, that uh, i graduated business school in 1989 okay. uh, and uh, that's exactly when the iron curtain came down mm-hmm. when communism was coming to an end so that gave me the perfect moment to go back to eastern europe and mm-hmm. for the next decade i based myself there and uh, established my and, and ran my own company mm-hmm. allowing me to take part in what i consider one of the most incredible times in human history when an entire region transformed socially, politically, economically, and Mm. peacefully. Mm. So that was the second. And the third is that when I was at business school at INSEAD in France, uh, my professor was Professor Chan Kim. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he and I became good friends. We used to take long walks together and, and, and philosophize. And uh, he, of course, became the, uh, uh, the principal architect of Blue Ocean Strategy. So when he completed the research to that, mm-hmm. he called me one day and said, uh, I'd like you to join and become one of the first uh, members uh, of, our, of this concept to, to uh, develop and to uh, <clears throat> bring it to the world. And it was such a good fit with my thinking in my mentality that I transitioned myself out of the company that I was running at the time okay. and uh, did that and that's of course led me to what I do today.
0: Fantastic. So let's talk Give a little bit about the Slingshot framework. Tell me about this venture.
1: Well, Slingshot is all about this idea of reimagining boundaries. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing blue ocean strategy with companies all over the world, Everybody loved the idea, right? Mm. Blue ocean and the image of, of having market space to yourself. Absolutely. But, but what I discovered that was fascinating that in reality, very few companies were able to actually create blue ocean spaces for themselves. Mm. So there was a significant disconnect between the aspiration mm. of blue ocean and the application of it. Mm. And so I saw this uh, interesting uh, opportunity and need mm-hmm. and and uh, it was all around this idea of how do you create how do you systematically access and apply creativity in an organization mm-hmm. okay. so that's what Slingshot is all about it's mm-hmm. really the practical guide to creating blue oceans and it enables uh, individuals as well as teams and companies to continuously uh, harness creativity as this wonderful and, and powerful resource
0: incredible so the next question I'm going to ask is probably a little too broad-based but you know in your book S- slingshot which talks about reimagining your business and reimagining your life tell me what are some of the challenges businesses and individuals face in the new century
1: right no it's uh, it's absolutely uh, the, the, the question that uh, that is so uh, critical right now when we're facing a, a period as we are but okay. in answer to your question i i would like to reference an article in uh, in fortune magazine it was mm-hmm. it, it appeared in 2006 called mm-hmm. the new rules and what's fascinating about that is that in in the year 2000 so just 6 years prior Fortune magazine named Jack Welch, mm-hmm. the manager of the century. So the former CEO of General Electric was considered to possess and represent all the perfect qualities of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yet six years later, the same magazine says, sorry, Jack, move mm-hmm. over. New rules are now in play, because okay. the whole world and environment is completely different. Hmm. And it listed seven of those rules and, 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 the, and what is replacing them. And, and one of them, for example, is uh, be number one or number two in whatever you do. Okay. And they, are, they say, no, that was good for the last century. But now the new rule is create something new. Okay. Uh, another uh, is uh, be number one or number two. Uh, no, the, another one is... Uh, big dogs own the street, mm. right? So big is best, and, mm. and, uh, and that's power and strength. And the, right. and the new rule, rather than that, is be flexible, mm. because being big can bite you. Mm. And so there was a, a fundamental shift in leadership thinking, and uh, another study by IBM asking CEOs worldwide across mm. all industries showed this very fact that when asked, what do you think is the number one quality you must possess for successful leadership? Mm -hmm. The answer was creativity. And those same leaders at the same survey said that they didn't think they were were equipped to Mm -hmm. understand how to harness it. And that is the biggest challenge, especially now, during a crisis when what we thought was normal no longer holds. Mm -hmm. And and, and we now have to think about what that new normal looks like, that is when our need and our ability to think creatively is paramount. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a challenge. And that, that, again, is the space that I play in. Amazing.
0: And would this apply to individuals as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. So the subtitle of my book is uh, Reimagine Your Business, Reimagine Your Life. Correct. Because I see no difference mm. in between the way that you approach any environment. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is to look at what assumptions uh, uh, that you're making and everyone is making about the possibilities in that environment, in that relationship that you have with your customers, with your uh, uh, with people in your, per, in, in your personal life, mm-hmm. uh, with your citizens, if, if you're in politics. And it's the same logic. So, so at the heart of Slingshot is a very relationship-based, very customer-based approach as a way of guiding how we apply our creativity. Mm-hmm. And to me, creativity is such a fundamental natural state for every individual, and hence the name of my book, Slingshot, which is reminiscent of Correct. our childhood imagination, our, our childhood sense of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so the, the whole point is that it's incredibly empowering on an individual level to harness this great gift, this great resource uh, 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 that we have. And uh, Thomas Edison, one of the great inventors, Correct. was once asked, Mr Edison what do you consider to be the world's greatest invention mm-hmm. and without hesitation his response was the mind of a child wow right mm-hmm. and 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 it's such a great answer because but what I- he's talking about is that everything that we have that surrounds us that's mm-hmm. man made was once born in someone's imagination, mm-hmm. right? So someone thought of something that could make the world better, more comfortable, more fun, uh, more efficient, uh, more safe, and then brought it to life. Fantastic. And so he as a, as a great inventor said
0: that that's really the source of everything. So fantastic. So yes. fantastic. And your book uh, Slingshot uh, is available on Amazon.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's a great uh, question because Uh, You know, one thing that I've always been very uh, attentive to is Mm -hmm. to lead by example, so to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I put together the Slingshot book Mm -hmm. represents this idea of reimagining boundaries. So it's very different than a traditional business book in that it is all illustrated by children. The book has original music that was created by the very talented uh, European uh, uh, European uh, musical group so mm-hmm. you can immerse yourself in the experience okay. and I made the book only privately available so oh, okay. that uh, it acts as a uh, as an exclusive resource for organizations and uh, and uh, people that I work with wow. and so it is available on Amazon mm-hmm. uh, because uh, companies I work with uh, distributed to all their employees okay. and someone reads it or may not read it and then put it up, but we do not stock Amazon. So it's only secondhand books that are available. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the way that uh, the book is positioned.
0: Amazing. That's an amazing new position that I had never imagined, but I think it's <laughs> it's phenomenal. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the blue ocean strategy, you know, as a core member you know as an original expert who worked with your professor as you just mentioned what really went into thinking through this incredible concept
1: right uh, the the genesis of it was this idea that before blue ocean strategy management thinking was uh, uh, really in in two directions one mm-hmm. is to say what industry qualities must i uh, must my business uh, uh, surround itself by in order mm-hmm. to be successful, so that we, so there was a, a focus on differentiation between industries, right? So which industry is growing, which industry is 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 not doing well, or by what qualities uh, individual companies have so do companies have the right resources, the right people uh, to to succeed mm-hmm. And so uh, Professor Kim and Professor Maborn together, did a big research of companies to see which ones uh, ultimately are successful. And they discovered Mm -hmm. that uh, the basis of success was neither the industry nor specific company traits, but simply the ability of companies to make the right strategic decisions at the right time. And they noticed uh, then this difference between those that uh, did nothing more than copy and compete, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, was labeled as Red Ocean, versus those strategic moves that we now call Blue Ocean Correct. that uh, that uh, created new market space, that mm-hmm. made the competition irrelevant by really focusing on customers and giving them something that they found irresistible. Correct. And so that was the, the genesis of the concept, and it, it really became highly influential because as our environment is becoming more unpredictable mm. uh, and uh, and more uncertain, it gave companies a compass, a direction to say, "This is how you put yourself in control, mm. rather than always be exposed to either your industry or your or your company's uh, uh, attributes." Mm-hmm. So that was really the the That's basis. That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. And I often wonder what kind of research would probably be going into, you know. Formulating a strategy like this—what what backs this kind of research? You know, I mean, must be huge.
1: It, and it was, and and that was the the real uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, credibility of the whole concept, mm-hmm. because the two professors did very rigorous. Global research into this. And that's mm-hmm. how it was rolled out first through a series of articles in Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. and then through Harvard Business uh, Press, which, which put out the book. So mm-hmm. it had that very serious academic rigor that, uh, that uh, supported the whole uh, premise of Blue Ocean Strategy.
0: I've read that book, it's amazing. So let me move to the next question. You know, Gibba, you've been recognized among the top 13 future shaping innovation visionaries. And uh, you have said and I quote, meaningful innovation does not need to be based on outright invention, rather Mm -hmm. there is an exhilarating shortcut. It is based on bold new combinations of already existing components that simultaneously unlock heightened levels of consumer value and reduce costs. Mm -hmm. For all our listeners and our viewers and me, help me understand this.
1: Yes, this is an important uh, one of the three core points of of Slingshot that uh, I get uh, uh, organizations that I work with to focus on, because it really is a shortcut. So what it's talking about is that in order for you to create blue oceans, Mm -hmm. and in fact, I talk about not just blue oceans, but blue waters on three levels, Mm -hmm. blue lakes, blue seas, and blue oceans, Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes companies get caught up that Blue oceans must mean complete disruption, something uh, extremely new, mm-hmm. and they, they feel uncomfortable. So by t- saying that you can also create blue lakes much smaller, mm-hmm. and then blue seas, and then blue oceans, it makes it that much more practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea is that all you need to do is to take a look around and uh and realize all the resources available to you inside your company and outside mm. and ask the question how do I put them together mm. in new combinations in ways that no one has ever thought of before mm-hmm. and especially during crisis when resources are scarce this is absolutely the way that organizations would want to think mm-hmm. and you understand this uh, perspective, you realize that some of the greatest uh, innovations in business history were based on nothing more than such recombinations. So, mm. Model T and the popularization of the automobile mm. was not an invention because the uh, uh, the, uh, the the car engine. Uh, and mechanics w- already existed, mm-hmm. so did the assembly line in terms of the, uh, the way of production to, to make it uh, uh, cheap and affordable. Henry Ford simply put the two together. And mm-hmm. uh, those Wii, uh, the innovation there was to take an industry that was only focused on passive playing mm-hmm. and therefore only appealed to 10% of the population, mm-hmm. antisocial teenage boys, Put that together with a motion sensor that all of a sudden allowed movement, allowed mm-hmm. the simulation of physical play. Correct. And that combination is what unlocked interest for 90% of the population and revolutionized mm-hmm. that space. Okay. And, and then you can look at Starbucks. Starbucks uh, is worldwide a $30 billion business. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows they're paying premium for a cup of coffee. Correct. Did they invent anything? No. No. What they did is they combined centuries-old coffee culture with an easily replicable fast food model, right? And that combination is Starbucks. And the only other thing I would say is that this sort of of exploration is very natural on a personal level. Mm -hmm. So what I do with my executive uh, uh, client teams Mm -hmm. is give them an exercise called the imagination kit. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing more than a... a a, uh, a bag of everyday objects, so a newspaper, paper cups, a bag of rice, string, and I ask them to create the most fun game they can. Mm -hmm. And within seconds, magic happens, and they assemble these wonderfully creative uh, games that they then uh, display for, Mm -hmm. for others. And it's nothing more than the same idea. You know, of course, what a bag of rice is and a newspaper and a piece of string, mm. but you've never used them together. Correct. And now, all of a sudden, you see the connection that mm. they're all elements of of creating a game. Mm. And once they go through this, then they experience and internalize this process. And then we start to apply it to their business.
0: Fantastic. So, you know, we're all now affected by the pandemic. And my question to you is, as you look into your Slingshot crystal ball. What do you see for businesses and individuals post the pandemic?
1: Well, what I see is this ability to turn crisis into opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that if we really embrace this resource, our imagination, our creativity, mm-hmm. which is vast and abundant, absolutely mm-hmm. free, and, and really uh, incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. then we realize that every one of us right now has the opportunity to shape the future, Mm -hmm. to be the ones that determine and drive the direction of our specific market space, Mm -hmm. our specific activity, uh, our environment. And that's regardless whether we're in business, academia, politics, Mm -hmm. or even personal relationships. So that really is the, 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 the big opportunity in disguise. And, and what I'm working on personally, just to illustrate, mm-hmm. is that I see this crisis as creating a whole new market space right. for a new type of thought leadership platform. Mm-hmm. Because new types of topics are now becoming uh, critical mm-hmm. and essential for organizations that weren't so just even a year ago. And those include things like lifelong learning, mm. like, uh, creative transformation, mm. uh, like uh, uh, even gender harmony. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites, humor mm. in leadership. Um, and the way that this knowledge and know-how is to be delivered is mm. also going new. It's not going to be just traditional consulting or coaching or customer experience design, but it's going to be a blend of all of these. Mm -hmm. So what I'm personally working on is creating that uh, new thought leadership and action Mm -hmm. leader platform for the uh, post-COVID world. And again, you can see that's taking advantage of the innovation shortcut. Not anything, but putting together uh, combinations of already existing uh, components in new ways.
0: Fantastic. So now I'm going to move to. Uh, I've time for two or three questions for you personally. Uh, okay. My first question for you, Gibor is you know coming out of Hungary, incredible amount of success in the U.S., a thought lever, le- leader, leader, uh, an innovation visionary. What does success mean to Gabor?
1: Well, that's a, that's a, a, again a great question. Uh, uh, so, so to me, what really excites me is to uh, inspire and guide others mm-hmm. to reimagine boundaries. So, so that with everything that I shared uh, with you about my past and, mm-hmm. and and what I do, that really is the is a driving force. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a fundamentally empowering uh, concept. And, and one that ties in well to everything that, uh, that we are uh, uh, taxed with, that, that we are faced with mm-hmm. in our lives and all the challenges. That, uh, that to me is, is really at the heart of, of everything I do. So when I'm able to do that, when I work with uh, a, a team or even an individual and, and uh, open their eyes and, and see that they really now now see possibilities beyond boundaries that they mm-hmm. you know, self-imposed that to me is
0: uh, is success so that really
1: is is hostage
0: and, and, and a follow up question to that is that you keep doing such amazing stuff where do you draw your inspiration from well one of my my
1: personal uh inspirations who was very influential in my life is my grandfather mm-hmm. so my grandfather in fact was an ambassador to india from okay. from hungary yeah so yeah he's the one that uh, and that was by far his favorite place so mm-hmm. when i was growing up he would that's always the place that he talked about and mm-hmm. showed me his collection of uh, of uh, pictures and uh, and and so he was a very special person who As much of his generation in the middle of Europe lived Mm -hmm. through incredible hardship through two world wars. He spoke uh, six languages. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a a diplomat, was also the ambassador of Hungary to the UN. Um, And he had a wonderful sense of humor and just a sense of kindness that Mm -hmm. radiated from him he was also a rower and that, w- that became my big sport so one of my favorite memories is rowing together mm-hmm. on the deck when my grandfather was already in his 80s and so uh, in many ways uh, he guided who I became and, uh, and still consider and think of him as, as my inspiration.
0: Fantastic and my last question to you you know, and this is for again the thousands of young people who'll be listening to us, and you know, will probably go and read about you. What would your advice be to a young individual who's starting out, starting out on their journey in the world?
1: Yes. Uh, so young people have uh, incredible opportunities, but also. Uh, perhaps in a way a, a, a great challenge in uh, mm-hmm. and, and a world that that may look confusing. So my advice to them would be a couple of things. One is to always look at your life as a journey, mm-hmm. not a destination, mm-hmm. and understand the incredible things that you can accomplish and therefore be motivated to keep on learning through life. Okay, mm-hmm. So always look at ways to... Uh, to immerse yourself in new experiences, to soak up new knowledge, um, and uh, and one of the ways to do that, I, I love uh, analogies from sports mm-hmm. because in the sports world, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that are parallels to life, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 uh, one particular sporting great comes to mind. His name is Wayne Gretzky, who mm-hmm. played hockey, okay. uh, and. Uh, uh, he was so good, so far better than anyone else that played the game, that uh, he had a career scoring total that was uh, around three thousand points, goals and assists in mm-hmm. the sport. And the next best is around two thousand. Wow! Right, mm-hmm. and that was also his teammate. Mm-hmm. So he was far and away the best. And he was once asked, uh, "Mr. Gretzky, uh, what is your secret? What do you do that mm-hmm. separates?" From the rest, and his answer was it's simple I do not skate to where the puck is, I skate to where the puck is going to be. Wow! So, so in other words, I know that field hockey and, and yep. cricket are really popular in India, but but it's the same in every team That's sport. But his response was, I don't go, I don't move to where the action is right now, I try to anticipate where it's going to be, and I will be the first there. Very so, nice my stuff. point to to our young uh, listeners, our young audiences, always anticipate the future. Always look ahead and think about it that way, that where do I think this world is going? Where do I think my environment is moving to? Where is technology headed to? And if you do that, you will always be one of the first that can get there. And you won't be surprised by a situation like right now or the crisis, but see it as an opportunity because it will allow you to mold what the future could look like. So think of yourself as a future shaper and always uh, skate to where you think the puck is going.
0: Fantastic. Gibbar, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I wish you lots of success with all the new things that you're doing. And whenever flights do permit, you are welcome to visit India as my personal guest.
1: I would love that, Ashutosh. And again, Kudos to you for doing this. I think that uh, the idea of telling stories and allowing others to tell theirs and, 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 and your recognition that, that every person has, has these wonderful things to share is, is such a beautiful platform. And, and I know that you have also this great wealth of, of experience that you've accumulated and, the, and that you're doing this is, uh, is, is great. So thank, so thank you for having me. Thank you.